0: Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I've got a fantastic episode for you today, but before we get started, I want to tell you a little bit about our sponsor, Certified Piedmontese. Now, it's common to hear the phrase, fat is flavor. I know I've said it more than a few times, and often it holds true. But that's just not the case with Certified Piedmontese. Piedmontese beef is far leaner than most breeds, which actually allows you to taste the incredible, rich flavor of the beef instead of just fat. Plus, it's good for you. Certified Piedmontese beef maintains prime-grade tenderness with just a fraction of the fat, calories, and saturated fat. Trust me, for someone who eats out as much as I do, it's nice to get a break from the gut bomb meals. If you're ready to savor steak or burgers without feeling weighed down for the rest of the day, head to piedmontese.com and save 25% off on your order with my promo code HOPPEN. That's my last name, H-O-P-P-E-N, on piedmontese.com or over the phone at 1-800-414-3487. Certified Piedmontese proves fat and flavor don't have to go hand in hand. And now for today's guest. Today we're going to be diving into the world of hot dogs, something that we haven't explored on the podcast yet, but I have two individuals here who are absolutely perfect to talk about it. That is Troy and Katie Gaines. They are the owners of Chicago Dog 42. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks
1: so much. Awesome. We're so excited to be
0: here.
2: Yeah, thank you.
0: I think that we have a lot to explore in this restaurant because it's it's new. A lot of people are kind of experiencing it for the first time. It's kind of bringing something new to Omaha that we don't have a whole lot of. So I think that there's a lot to get into in this episode. But I just I got to start from a broad level, and I mean when you think of a hot dog, it's just it's it it seems like one of the most simple foods out there. You know, it's something that's so familiar to everyone because we've been having hot dogs from the moment that we get teeth. You know, our yep. parents are cutting up hot dogs yep. until we're going to ballparks and so you know everything. In your minds, what makes a great hot dog? I'm gonna
1: let take. I'm gonna let. Te- I'm gonna let- I'm going to let Katie take this one. Um, I think because primarily she's kind of grown up in the industry. She's been making hot dogs since she was five years old. So I'll let you take that one, Katie.
2: I think the flavor of the hot dog is what makes the hot dog great. Um, and of course we sell Vienna beef, which in my opinion is the best hot dog you can ever eat. Um,
1: ever. ever. <laughs> yeah. I
2: mean, I always love hot dogs, but Any other hot dog that I eat, I just, I don't eat it because it's not Vienna beef. And I don't mean that as something bad, but when you eat a Vienna beef hot dog, you just, you don't, any other hot dog just doesn't taste as good as Vienna beef. Yeah.
1: it's It's hard to go back to, to any other hot dog. It's just the level of quality that Vienna brings in. It's, uh, there's nothing like it. I agree.
0: You guys are not alone in that opinion because I remember the first time after I came to Chicago Dog 42, I I posted about it in the Omaha Food Lovers Facebook group, which has whatever, 70,000 people or whatever now. And I can't tell you how many comments. Yeah. People were just like, "Is it Vienna beef? Are they selling Vienna beef?" Yes. Do you say they're all beef hot dogs? Is it Vienna beef? And I was like, "I'm not the restaurant <laughs> owner. I don't know. I just know it tasted
1: good." Right. And so now
0: I have confirmation. Yes, it's Vienna beef, and that's absolutely. why it tasted
1: good. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. The best. The best hot dog that uh, money can buy, it's Vienna. Okay. Yes, I'm gl- Absolutely. I'm glad that we started there. We have that established. We have a baseline.
0: Um, yeah. So to to get a little bit further into the restaurant, something beyond the Vienna beef, I think the thing that makes you guys stand out the most is how nostalgia forward the space is. I mean, from the Absolutely. hot dogs, the Italian beef to the pizza puff, everything is very homey and approachable, but you do it in a way that tastes better than what people remember having as kids. And I think even like the soda counter and just kind of the the, even like the fonts that you yeah. use in your signs and yeah. your menu, it's all very nostalgia forward. How does nostalgia help sell your concept?
1: I, I think something that, that's really important is when you're selling something, you want to, um, pe- I guess people don't necessarily buy something because of what it is, as opposed to how it makes you feel when you buy it. So what feelings are we creating for people? That was kind of how we started when we created this entire concept. What feelings do we want to give to people? Um, I don't know if you've ever been to Disney World or Disneyland. I think Disneyland has Casey's, is it Casey's Corner, the, uh, the hot dog shop over there, mm-hmm. um, down in uh, Magic Kingdom. And they have this really great hot dog shop. They've got all these great types of hot dogs between just a regular hot dog, overpriced, might, might I add. <laughs> um, all the what way down a Disney to, World, is not Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, all the way down to a, uh, a hot dog with macaroni and cheese. So they're really great quality food, but at the same time, you're there and you're experiencing the experience. You just came out of Casey's Corner. You're walking down Main Street. You're having a great time. You're looking to your left. You're looking at the castle. The feeling that the food is giving you, the experience all around you, it's it's it brings you home. And so that that, that hot dog is just the, I guess the, the icing on top, if you will. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Now I need you guys to sell me on the concept of the Chicago dog. Or on the the appeal of the Chicago dog, because that's obviously the name of the restaurant. And you guys sell, to be very clear, a lot more than just the Chicago Chicago dog. There's standard hot dogs, chili dogs, Italian beef, pizza puff, uh, Maxwell Polish. We're going to get into some of this stuff. But the Chicago dog itself is not something that I uh, individually gravitate towards. I don't really understand like the the dill pickle and the tomatoes and all that stuff. But I came in and I had you guys Chicago. It was very good. But I guess I just want to understand what, for for native Chicagans, like, what is, like, the Chicago, it just has this pull and people, like, swear by it. What is it about that combination of ingredients that just invokes such a passion?
2: Um, I'm not from Chicago. My father is from Chicago. And so back in, well he was born in 1942 and back in those days they didn't have all of those toppings. When he grew up they only had mustard, relish, onions, and sport peppers and that's how he sells it at his his restaurant today. That's how he sells it. He doesn't have the pickles he doesn't have the tomatoes or anything like that and well of course the celery salt he puts on that too but they didn't have that back then and so I think it's more of something that kind of developed over time in Chicago. I don't know how it came about, (laughs) Um, but I wanted, so when I worked at my dad's restaurant, people from Chicago came there and said that it wasn't a Chicago dog because it didn't have the pickles and it didn't have the tomatoes on it. But when I thought about, when we thought about opening the restaurant, I wanted to make sure that when people came from Chicago they had all the traditional toppings that they know of today. Mm -hmm. See like back back then with my dad, he says, Well that's not how it was when I grew up. So
1: that's not what I'm
2: gonna put on the hot dog because that's not what I grew up with. But when people come to our restaurant they expect it to be a certain way. So that's what but I don't necessarily have an answer for that question. I don't know how they come up with the pickles and the tomatoes on it, but it's it's really good. It, it tastes really good.
0: It does work. I'm not, I'm not arguing that it doesn't work. It's just like I would, on, on my own merits, if I did not know what a Chicago dog was, I would never put pickles and tomato right. on it. But right. for whatever reason... I I don't know what the history behind it is. I could probably Google and find it out pretty easily, (laughs) but I have not actually done that.
2: Also on the Vienna beef website, they talk about a Chicago dog that has been ran through the garden Mm -hmm. and they even put cucumbers on it. Mm -hmm. So there's another way to make it too, (laughs) but we don't have that, but you know that that's another way to make a Chicago dog that has been run through the garden.
1: OK, and I think there, there are a lot of different ways uh, to make Chicago dogs. I mean, obviously, there's the traditional way that we have, like the mustard, the onion, pickles, relish, tomatoes, sports peppers and celery salt. But um, I think it's really regionally based as well, because depending on what part of Chicago you're from, it also lends to the type of Chicago dog you're used to eating, just like her dad, yep. you know, born in the for- born in the 40s. And he was, e- he was used to eating it a specific way. So when he opened his restaurant. While it wasn't necessarily the traditional way of opening or, or I guess, serving a Chicago dog, it still is a Chicago dog. Mm -hmm.
2: I think maybe it's the, well, the Vienna beef dog, Mm -hmm. of course. Make sure that it's that really green relish Mm -hmm. that, I mean... It's not a Chicago dog without the green relish.
1: Poppy seed bun.
2: The poppy seed bun, the sport peppers. If you don't have sport peppers, it's not a Chicago dog. You know, the dill pickle, not a Chicago dog. So I, I mean, I don't even, I would like to know where they came up with the green relish. Mm -hmm. I mean, where that green relish actually came from because it doesn't really taste any different than just a regular sweet relish but it's green mm-hmm. and it has to be green for it to be a Chicago dog
1: so true true. Yeah.
0: it is a very visually arresting yes. piece of food from yes. from the poppy seeds on the bun to the bright green relish to yes. the red tomatoes like there's a lot going on that just draws your eyes in. you can't ignore a Chicago dog mm-hmm. that's for sure regardless yes. of what your opinion is of it very true
2: it's very beautiful to look at. It is. Like it is. It. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: You almost feel bad eating it when it comes out and you, you're looking at it. You've got your French fries sitting there and you're looking at it and the mustard is so perfectly put on the hot dog and you're like, man, do I eat it or do I take a picture? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So, I like looking at it. Yeah. And I love the customer's face when you hand it to them and they're like, wow, this yeah. is amazing. Yeah. I, Absolutely. I love that feeling every time.
1: Yeah. It's fun.
0: Um. I think something that you guys do, and this kind of plays into what makes it look so good, is you guys really prioritize using fresh ingredients. And we're oh, yeah. talking, that that goes down to the fresh vegetables, that goes down to the buns and the, uh, the chili being made the day of. You guys roast the peppers and onions the day that they're served. You cut the fries the day that they're served. Everything is very fresh. Now, it would be very easy for you to cut some corners, save some time, save some money. Nobody would know. Your customers might not even, they, you know, they might be able to tell a little bit of the quality, but not to an extent where it would probably change a whole lot. Why do you go that extra mile? Do all that hard work to do everything
1: every day? Well, I think I think we're of the opinion that there's really there's a lot of ways to do things, but there's really only one right way to do it. (laughs) Just like there's only one right way to make a Chicago duck. There are variations of it, but there's a right way to do it. Um, There's a right way to make French fries when you're talking about the quality um, of a French fry, um, the integrity, um, how, how customers are going to come in, how they perceive us. And when we say that we make our food fresh, I prefer to be honest with our customers and really make it fresh as opposed to it just being some sort of gimmick and saying, hey, fresh food. We literally cut all of our tomatoes daily. Our, our chili is made every single day. French fries are cut to order. So we try our best to make sure that we are being as true and authentic to the brand as possible.
2: I feel like there's a different taste too mm-hmm. when it's fresh. Yeah. I mean, say we had buns that, have been sitting there a while. They're going to be stale. Yeah. Even though you put it in the steamer, sometimes the steamer doesn't Revive do it. justice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: even, even to where we're buying our buns, I mean, they're not just regular store bought buns. We're, we're working with um, one of the best bakeries, I think in town, Rotella's, and they provide all of our bread for us, whether that's our, our brat buns or the poppy seed buns all the way down to our Italian beef buns or bread. It's a uh, quality. And we like to partner ourselves with other like-minded quality um, companies.
0: All right, now, we've gone about 10 or 12 minutes into this conversation, and we haven't yet touched upon the thing that I'm most excited to talk to you about, and that is the pizza puff, okay. because I had no idea that this thing even existed. <laughs> Apparently, it's like a Chicago specialty, it is. because oh, yeah. s- since, oh, I, yeah. since I've eaten it, I've done some research into it, and people told me about it, and I was like, this thing has been around my whole life, and I just yeah. have been so sheltered that I didn't know what it is, yeah. and mm-hmm. Listeners, if you don't know what it is, it's basically like a homemade pepperoni pizza hot pocket, deep fried, but it's it's just glorious. I mean, it's Mm. not a it's not a diet food, no, definitely, but it is. It tastes so amazing. So I'm just kind of gonna open it up. Tell me about this thing, like. What are your thoughts on it? Like when you decided you were opening a Chicago themed restaurant, was it just like this thing has to be on there? Yes.
2: You have to have Abs- a pizza y- puff.
0: If okay,
1: if you t- you have it's a staple. It. Just tell me about the pizza puff. Open mic. I would say I and I would, it's funny because I I describe it to our customers when they ask what's a pizza puff. And, and I always say to them, it's it's like a puff pastry with pizza filling and deep fried. If you end any sentence sentence with "it's deep fried," your customers obviously <laughs> love you, right? So, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you tell them about the pizza, and they're just really excited about it. I mean, not to mention the fact that you really can't have or even claim to be a Chicago style hot dog restaurant if you don't have pizza puffs.
2: Oh yeah, people from Chicago. Do you have the pizza puff? Yes. Do you have a pizza puff? Yeah. Yeah, we got pizza puffs. Okay. Or they're, they're, they're or real. they're excited. <laughs> They have pizza puffs and it's, it's an (laughs) amazing, I mean, it is really good and they're really pretty too. I love when they come out of the fryer and they're just that perfect golden brown and I'm just so excited. I don't know. There's just something about (laughs) when I make the food, the fries, the pizza puffs, the hot dogs, they are just so pretty to me and I, it makes me really excited when they come out perfectly and I'm like, I hope they see how pretty that is. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Before they eat it, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know.
2: But the yeah. pizza puff, I've been eating it my whole life. It's yeah.
0: it's one of those things that when you have it for the first time, and there there have been a bunch of foods like this in my life, but I have it for the first time, and I'm just like, this seems obvious. Why? Mm-hmm. And why have other people not been doing this? Why, yes. why 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 am I 31 years old and eating this for the first time? Why has no <laughs> one else in Omaha made this before? Yes. Yes. Because it is delicious, and it's not like something crazy. It's, like you said, puff pastry filled with pizza and deep fried. That's that, it. You describe that to someone. It's delicious. Yes. You don't have to taste it to even yeah. know that, but then you do taste it and yeah. figure it out. Yep. So,
1: Die and go to heaven, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. Anyway, this is my opportunity to send out – the siren call to everyone else. If you haven't had a pizza puff, go get one. If you have had one and you're like, I need this in my life again, now you have a place in Ola to go get it. There it is. Yeah,
1: There it is. We well, we need to make sure to uh, stock up on this now. right?
0: <laughs> I hope so. Oh yeah. Uh, what's the key to making a killer Italian beef sandwich? Because you oh. guys make a darn good Italian beef sandwich. Go I ahead, love kiddo. the beef. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I tell
2: everybody. So we talked about the Chicago dog and the restaurant being named Chicago dog, but I tell everybody you think that the Chicago dog is the star of the show, but it's really the Italian beef. The Italian agree, beef absolutely. is so delicious. And so my, the, the au jus recipe that I have is from my father and my father, my father's uncle and my father's mother, had a restaurant in Chicago back in the 40s and they had the original au jus recipe so our recipe for the au jus is the original recipe they had in Chicago back in the 40s so how so you can have the Italian beef and that's fine and you put it on the bread but if you don't dip it in the au jus, it doesn't taste as good. Nope. Even oh. anyone from Chicago will agree with me. If yes. the Italian beef is not falling apart, it's not done. It really, it tastes so good. The wetter the bread is, you get all those flavors from the au jus, and it tastes so good. It's so much.
1: <laughs> Careful, like, I, I've got I, a napkin so you can <laughs> take care of that drool there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, eat, I have to eat it with a fork because it's falling apart, and I can't. But the bread is soggy and mushy and the oh it's so good it really is the
1: jardiniere and the sweet peppers oh yeah
2: the jardiniere i forgot about that yeah yeah the jardiniere the i mean the beef on its own has really good flavor but when you put the hot mix the jardiniere on it it gives it that extra perfection on top of it that it's like wow
1: and jardiniere just for those who don't know it's it's like a spicy vegetable medley it's uh very delicious. Got
2: cauliflower. Like, yeah, um, it adds like, some and, kick. But yeah. it's uh, yeah. some
1: people hear Jardinere and they're like, "Oh no, that's too yeah. hot." It's not that no, it's spicy. Not not no. not too spicy. It just gives it a little bit of kick, and it, it really combines well with the ajou, with the softness of the bread, the sweetness of the of the bell peppers. Uh, I could oh, I could yeah. literally just eat the Jardinere by itself.
2: Yeah, I could too. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I make like a little ramekin of the Jardinere and I eat it with a fork.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: I don't
0: blame you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just speaking of getting the sandwich wet, (laughs) something that I really appreciated about coming in and getting your Italian beef sandwiches, I feel like at most places where I order that they'll say, do you want it dunked or do you want it wet or dry? Mm -hmm. You guys just go for it. (laughs) You didn't even ask. You're like, this is the way to serve this sandwich. You're going to enjoy it the best when it's like this. Mm -hmm. And really, if you think about it, like most sandwiches have a sauce or some Mm -hmm. kind of a mayo or mustard or, uh, aioli, whatever it may be, the sandwich doesn't have that because the jus kind of serves as that, yes. that mm-hmm. moisture. Yeah. And it just like, it allows all that beefy flavor to not only be in the beef, but in every part of the sandwich because mm-hmm. it just soaks into that bread. Yeah. And it like, I, I totally respect the eating the sandwich with a fork method. There might be some people who are listening to this who are just like, that sounds insane. I don't know why <laughs> I would ever do that. I did not eat mine with the four. I thought the bread actually held together really well. Mm-hmm. And I ate it as a sandwich. And I was like, this is perfectly delicious and acceptable. And mm-hmm. it was actually, it. and this probably goes back to you talking about the Rotella's bread. Mm-hmm. Is I was just like, how is this bread all at once like wet and soaked, mm-hmm. yet it's not soggy? It's right. holding together where yes. I can actually eat this as a sandwich. I was yeah. kind mm-hmm. of amazed at yeah. it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: Quality product Rotella's has.
2: Yeah, I think um, to that the chicago
1: term for for how you like your sandwich
2: oh dipped what swimming. some some people say swimming yeah but i like have a puddle of juice yeah. on the bottom <laughs> yeah. because it's it's really good yeah
0: so i want to get into the history of the restaurant because i think that's really important but i think we need to get a little bit more introduced to you two first how did you meet how did you
1: get together
2: you okay. tell that okay. story. Two <laughs> very big
0: smiles as they look at each other waiting for the other to speak.
1: Oh, you're, you're going to make me do, tell this story, huh?
2: I'll change it if you get it wrong.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, It's funny. We we both have a passion for business, um, for, I guess, trying to help increase our lives or, or, or do better for ourselves. Um, so we, we actually met at a business seminar, um, and she saw me, and she said the first thing she liked about me was my smile. So- you have a great um, smile. Thank you. Thank you. She thinks so. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, one thing led to another and um we've been together ever since 2014 now. And mm-hmm. uh yeah, haven't been a day apart. Yeah. Um Yeah, we came from Arizona back in 2016. Um it's funny, completely different industries we were um we owned a landscaping business and uh we we grew it from our next door neighbor's house all the way up to 250 plus accounts. Um, about five trucks, multiple trailers, and just grew it. Uh, we were doing very well with the business, but our marriage wasn't doing so well. And, uh, we were working dark to dark every single day, seven days a week. And it came to a point, our daughter, Jane was just born uh, April of 2016. And we were like, you know, we're, we're just not doing well. What are we going to do here? So we, we figured out, why don't we just sell the business, sell all of our trucks, sell our accounts and we sold it all and moved to Nebraska. It was the only place we could move to and actually get a uh, get a house for a decent price. Mm-hmm. Um we kind of retired a little bit and relaxed and yeah, I guess the rest is history. Wow. Yeah. That is yeah. fascinating. Yeah. It's been it's been a good experience. Everybody in Nebraska's been great. Um we moved out here originally the first winter was I remember it was Halloween um, and we had our first snow and <laughs> yep, uh, welcome to Omaha right? <laughs> and we were like wow okay and it, it was it was nice it didn't stick very long but I'm um, coming from Arizona where you don't have snow and then going here
2: you didn't and, have grass yeah we didn't trees. Yeah,
1: like grass is like a luxury <laughs> in Arizona yeah, um, trees are brown in Arizona. <laughs> um, you come out here and everything is green. You've got the and we came during the fall, so it was, it was crazy because all of the leaves were turning like that golden orange hue, and it was just so amazing. It was a great experience to to just drive here. We we drove from Arizona here and to watch the landscape change from the desert all the way to like the the Rockies areas areas of uh, like Colorado, um, all the way to like the beautiful plains that we're in right now in Nebraska. It was. An amazing experience. Our daughter was seven months at the time, and she was just amazed just to look at all of the, all the green grass. I remember we stopped, where was it? Texas? Texas, yeah. Yeah, we stopped in Texas for a while and um, went to a park and let her sit in the grass, and she just had the best time ever, just enjoying something new. The, the weather was great. It wasn't hot. I think I was, I was looking at the weather back in Arizona this week. It was still over 100, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. It doesn't get cold. Or even start cooling off in Arizona till end of October.
1: Early, yeah, like, maybe like mid November. Yeah. So it was a great time too. I, I guess a really good transition to come from that to this. It's uh, it's nice. People are great out here too.
2: It's really pretty. Mm-hmm. In comparison, yeah. yeah. I mean, Arizona has its own beauty, but it uh, trees and grass. <laughs> it does. They're, they're I nice like too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I think it's pretty.
0: So yeah. you guys clearly needed a little bit of a break. Sounds like work had gotten out of control. You mentioned you move here. Yeah. You take a little bit of time off. What was, what was your plan? What, what was like, was restaurant ever something that you were thinking about or did you have something in mind of, of what, what our next step is or were you just kind of taking it in turn, kind of seeing where life led you?
1: We strive extremely hard to make sure that we don't become victims. And that sounds crazy, but I'll kind of give you a backstory. Um, back in 2017, my mom called me and told me my dad wasn't doing too well. And the way that I remember my dad was, he was always this 230-pound, really hefty, very strong construction builder. He'd been in construction for almost 50 years, and he very, very strong man. And my mom called up and said, "He's not doing well. You got to get back out to Arizona." So we flew out to Arizona, and he'd lost over 100 pounds. He was about 120 pounds. And I I said, Dad, what's going on? How are you? What's what's matter? And he said, I'm great. My BMI, it's awesome. Don't worry about it. I don't need to do anything. I said, Dad, you need to go to the doctor. And he said, No, I don't get on get on your airplane, go back to Omaha, be with your family. Then I that was when I knew that we needed to do something. So we, we sold our house, and we bought a new one. Um, we started adding on to the house. We, the house was 532 square feet. We added 1,800 square feet. And when I say we added, we did not hire a contractor. We did the work ourselves. Oh wow! Bottom floor, second floor, we did it all. We got all the permits. We did all of the work. Um, five days after buying the house, I get that call from my mom, and she says, "You need to come back to Arizona now." And we went back to Arizona, and he died 14 days later. And um, it was really, it was, it was really difficult for us. Um, I moved mom back into our house with us. We flew her from from Arizona back out to out here to Nebraska, and it was a difficult year, difficult transition, moving mom in, uh, loss of a father, um, just dealing with the, uh, um, I guess the dynamics of in laws, you know, the, the in law relationship. Um, one I think year- we
2: have a, we always had a great relationship, and I don't think that was an issue. I think the issue was was that the house was a studio house. There was no bedroom. So we were all sleeping in the same room. And on top of that building, a 1800 1800 square square foot foot addition on the back of that. So yeah, there's no privacy. There's no nothing. So of course that will get hard, but
1: yeah, but she's great. I I love his mom. She's wonderful. Really good transition with, with having her in the home. It's been great. I think even, the fact that my kids, or our children, have the ability to have their grandmother in their life now, mm-hmm. that's been a really good thing. Um, unfortunately, one year and six days after my dad died, our home burned down. And State Farm, our insurance agency, decided that because, well, their words, you're 32 years old and you paid off your house, that's fraud. So they denied our claim and they refused to pay it. And that's been... Almost, just over two years now. Yeah, it's been two years now. Since August 19th of 20, August 20th of 2019. Yeah. And um, right after that, we were in a hotel from August until January, and then COVID happened. And we stayed in the hotel from then, for most of the following year, until August of the next year, when they finally denied our claim. And it came to a point where we were saying to ourselves, what what are we going to do here? Are we going to keep staying in this hotel, waiting for State Farm to get back to us? Or what needs to happen? So... We um, we didn't get to do our our annual Disney trip back in 2020 because of COVID, but we things were slowing down in 2021. We decided, okay, so let's go to Disney this year and let's kind of reset a little bit. Let's find out what can we do. Um, Went with her, 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 uh, her mother and she said, why don't you guys just open up a restaurant? Your your father and I we make more than enough money doing it. We're able to take care of ourselves. Um, at this time, we're still we still owned a uh, a janitorial company, and that's that's making ends meet. It was decent. It wasn't bad money. But the question became, is it something that we can get behind? Is it something that is going to allow us to work together? Is it something that's going to allow us to have the time to devote to our children the way that cleaning does? When you're cleaning at night, you get to go to work at night and then come home, get a few hours of sleep, still get up in the morning, make breakfast for the kids, spend t- spend time with our family, which is something that we wanted to do. Um, and so in thinking about it, talking more about it, really doing research on it and trying to determine if this is something we should do. And if you look at this girl's eyes, you can just kind of see she's got a passion for it. She likes doing it. She's been doing it since she was five. I saw her talking about the Italian beef sandwich. (laughs) I I saw the passion. (laughs) Exactly. Well,
2: the thing is, is I didn't think I would want to do it because when we moved out here, I told my dad, there was a Chicago dog that was down in Midtown that we ate at every so often. Um, but I told my dad, I'm like, they don't have any hot dogs out here yeah. other than this place. Like, I can't believe it. We're eight hours from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Why aren't there any Chicago dogs in Omaha? Mm-hmm. And then that one, then Chicago dog actually closed down in Midtown. I'm like, dad, there are no hot dogs out here.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, how am I going to live without a hot dog? Because I, I love hot dogs. Yeah. I really do. I yeah. love it. And, yeah. and he goes, well. Why don't I just give you my recipes and you go open up your own. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it my whole life. I don't want to do that. And, but when, after that Disney trip and we were thinking about it and then I started thinking about making the hot dogs and making the beast. So I'm like, yeah, I think, I think I could do that. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. let's just hope, let's just open up like a hot dog stand.
1: Yeah. Like a, like a food, food truck.
2: Cause in Arizona at every home Depot, there's a hot dog stand. Every, <laughs> everyone, every Home Depot.
1: Everyone. Yeah. Everywhere all year long. Guaranteed. There's yep. always a hot dog mm-hmm.
2: shop. So I'm like, we could probably, we could do that. Yeah. Because I don't want to open up a restaurant, but we could do that. Mm-hmm. And one, so. One of
1: our, one of our, so we, when we did cleaning, one of the accounts that we had was Menards. So, and we still do, we still clean Menards every morning. Um, we clean their restrooms for them. And I just, just threw the idea out to one of the managers and they said, you know, we would love to have a hot dog place over here. And I thought about it and, I told Katie about it, and we were like, well, let's give it a shot. So we, we ordered we ordered a food truck. Um, the manufacturer said, hey, we've got a better deal for you. If you order one um, for half the price, we'll give you a second one. And we are like, well, that's a no-brainer. Why not? <laughs> so we ordered the second one, and in Arizona, you don't require – a commissary kitchen. You can just have a food truck. The food. The health inspectors come out. They inspect the vehicle. They make sure that it's ready to go. But out here, you require a commissary kitchen. So we we started doing research on where to find a kitchen where, where we could cook out of and store our food. And after finding out that you're looking at paying anywhere from four to eight hundred dollars per month plus, um, in some cases, commission um, up to twenty five percent of your sales, um, that just didn't really make sense. So when when we heard about Oakview Mall. And how they they were looking for restaurants, looking for other businesses to help boost um, who they are and increase traffic in the mall. It, it's kind of it's kind of I don't know if kismet's the word. It really it fit very well together. together. Yeah, mm-hmm. very very well. And when we went in there, they gave us a great deal. Uh, they signed us on for a ten year lease. And um, it was funny when we finally took the wall down, the exterior wall, and we were f- finalizing the the building. It went crazy. We had we had one customer came up. She took a picture of it um, posted it on Omaha food lovers. That was the first that we'd heard of Omaha food lovers. And I got a, I got a call from, from a friend and he said, Hey, did you see you're on Omaha food lovers? And I'm like, what's that? And he, he said, here, take a look. And he, he forwarded me the Facebook post. And by that time we already had 900 views or like likes on, on the, on the the picture. And it was just a picture of me standing there working, like actually doing construction. And this girl, what's her name? Sarah.
2: I don't remember. I
1: don't remember her name. I think it was Sarah, but she she uh, she was just talking about how there's a brand new Chicago dog restaurant coming to Omaha. We're so excited, and they're going to have vegan options. And we were like, "Yeah, okay, we can really do this." So the the restaurant idea of it being just a basic commissary kitchen kind of changed around from from that to an actual storefront. And so we're making money at the storefront and on the food trucks. Mm-hmm. So we just opened up the food truck on. Um, At Menards where we work. So that that's actually a hundred and
2: twentieth and Dodge. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's exciting. Yeah. And I
0: I think Omahaans were we were excited and intrigued because we just don't have a Chicago themed restaurant here. And we like you mentioned, Katie, we don't really have a lot of hot dog restaurants. And a few of the hot dog restaurants that have tried have have closed down. Was there any trepidation about like maybe this city just like doesn't get hot dogs. like, Or, or was it more so an opportunity yes. where these people just haven't had a great hot dog yet, but when they do, they're going to want it.
1: Yes.
2: I think the second one. Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I think that plus I think good business. I'm um, really thinking about it from the standpoint of, first off, if you're selling a hot dog for $6, how many hot dogs do you need to sell to break even, right? You've got rent. We've got payroll, we've got general liability insurance. You still need to pay yourself. You still need to buy more product. You need advertisement. How many hot dogs you got do you need? Right. Insurance, all
2: kinds of different
1: Right. All these expenses. expenses. How, how many hot dogs do you need to sell every single month in order to just break even and hopefully bring some money home too? Now, if you take into effect that commercial, um, I guess, rent can be extremely expensive, your goal should be to find the best price possible. A lot of people asked us, why did you choose Oakview Mall? Why would you do that? There's no one there. Well, the driving factor was price. They gave us a really, really great price. And then our goal then became to get people or drive traffic to the mall, which I think we've been fairly successful at doing. A lot of people are coming that that's it. they say to us all the time, I haven't been to this mall in 10, 15 years. Like they just don't go shopping, I think. Amazon has kind of gotten rid of the the desire to go shopping in person. So coming to the mall now, they come just to eat at our restaurant, which is.
2: There was a woman cool. two days in a row. She says she lives in Lincoln. Yeah, she drove oh, wow. all the way from Lincoln two yep. days in a row mm-hmm. to grab.
1: Yep, just to eat a Chicago, a Chicago dog. dog. Yeah, that is
0: dedication. Yeah. That's my kind of person
1: right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: She loves she loved the food and and she came back. That was it was cool because she called. Um, the next day, and she's like, hey, you guys have Chicago Dogs, right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Come on
0: in. Yeah. If you guys name your restaurant Chicago Dog 42 and don't sell, no, Chicago, don't sell dogs, Chicago Dogs, <laughs> that might be a poor business yes. model. I think
2: it was yeah. a, because the previous day we ran out of hot dogs. Mm. Yes. And so if she, if when she, she came her. in, I was like, I just sold my last hot dog. And so I had to, so we have bacon-wrapped hot dogs that we deep fry. So I had to unwrap a bacon wrap and then deep fry it, so that she can I have could. So she dog. could have a hot dog. Yeah. but yeah. I don't. She goes. I drove a really long way, and I'm like, oh no, because I just ran out of hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't want to. I don't want to leave her empty handed. Yeah,
0: you still made it happen. For
2: and her. then she came back the next day. Oh yeah, I thought that was great. Oh, yeah,
1: it's it's been yeah. a really great experience. I think that Omaha um, has been very inviting, very welcoming to us. Um, oh yeah, we've we've loved. Like literally every moment of this, um, from even just the building aspect of it, just building everything out, um, meeting different people, um, being invited to so many different events, different functions um, all over the state. Um, we, we were we were planning at planning on being at the uh, what's that carnival? The the apple was it Applejacks? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the we're, Applejack we're, Festival. We're hoping to do that this year, but I think we got our information in a little too late. Um, we did get to Maha, which was. Oh my goodness, awesome. that was insane, that was yeah. insane, I think we did, uh, I think we had lines from 2.30 when they opened all the way until, after they
2: closed, after 11 yeah.
1: o'clock, like yeah. the line did not die down, we, we served hot dogs like back to back for 10 hours like, ten straight, hours. It, it was, was crazy, awesome. it was crazy, like I've never sold so many hot dogs in my life,
2: no, and <laughs> you know? I was nervous about it too, I'm like I wonder if I can even handle this, yeah. but then when we, then when we were doing it, I was just whipping out hot dogs. Yeah. He was taking the orders and making the fries, and I was making the hot dogs. Yeah. And I couldn't believe how fast we were yeah. handing it out, making it. Yeah. It was fun. My hands were green because yeah, of the pickle the, juice and yeah. the sport pepper juice. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was fun. Yeah, we had a good I time, really time that day. I really
0: enjoyed it. What is the feeling like at the end of that shift?
1: I think it was, you're, you're it like, was, tired, but you're, like, really... I was excited. I
2: can't wait to do this again. Like, when can we get another event like that? Mm -hmm. Because I want to do that again and again and again. I think the food trucks, like, I like working at the restaurant because you get to interact with people for a pretty good amount of time. But when you're on the food truck, it's fast paced. Like, you got to get it out. Yeah. Which is amazingly fun on its own. But like he gets to talk to the customer and you get to interact. But when you're making that hot dog and whipping them out like that, it's yeah. so fun. Yeah, I really like it.
1: <laughs> and that right there, the look you see on our face, <laughs> that's why we decided to do this. It's, it's, it's a passion. Um, I don't, I don't remember who it was that said, if you do something you love, you never work a day in your life. Yep. And I don't really feel like we're working. Um, The only downfall I think is that we don't get as much time with our kids as we did before. Like we were with them like, Seven days a week, all day, every day. Um, yeah. So we we are gone for I don't know between eleven and seven most days. So it's it's kind of it's kind of a change for the entire family. The kids are used to seeing us all day long, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I guess that's the only real downfall. If the, if if they're yeah, but at had... the same
2: time, when we did the cleaning business, we were only getting like four hours of sleep every night, yeah. and it was exhausting. It was just. I would have migraines all the time because I wasn't getting enough sleep. And then the kids, you know, yep. like it's so hard to get out of bed <laughs> because you've been up all night and then they're like, I'm hungry. And then you have to wake up and make them breakfast. And then like you're sitting at the table and you're and fall falling asleep, asleep yeah. because yeah.
1: this, so- gives, this gives us, I think that freedom, that level of freedom to be able to be home with mm-hmm. them at least until 1030 in the morning, Get them started with their lessons, like we're starting homeschooling with them. Then we get home by around seven thirty or so, still have dinner, mm-hmm. play around with them a little bit, get them in bed around nine after baths. And it's it's been a lot. A lot. It's it's been a transition, but I think a welcome transition. Like she mentioned, we're able to actually get eight sleep. hours of sleep. <laughs> and then you're
2: then you're more attentive and then talking with them and you're excited instead of groggy all the time and it's I mean, it's just I like it and I keep telling myself even when we did the cleaning company it's only temporary. It's only temporary until we can figure something out to you know get more time with the kids, which is fine cuz I mean even taking them to
1: work. Yeah, that's fun too. They we love get to take it. them sometimes they, yeah. they go with us on on uh, Thursday and Friday some some weeks and um, it was funny yesterday Jane was in the back making her pretend pancakes. And um, a customer came up, and she asked them, "Would you like a pancake?" And they they said, "Yeah, I'd love a pancake." And she said, 70 dollars, please." So <laughs> I said, "Wow, a seventy dollar pancake." I guess she's learning how to sell sell food already. So right. it's been it's been fun. I guess they'll they'll be a chip off off of us. Yeah, so, business get them to
2: and, learn early. Yeah, like yeah. I did. Yeah, and they'll love it. Yeah. They will. They'll love it. They'll
1: That's have great. restaurants in their blood. I'm glad that
0: you guys have been able to find a little bit better work-life balance because I know that's something that's very difficult and I was actually curious about that because you said that was something that was really difficult and kind of the reason you left Arizona was because you had these jobs that were so demanding on time and I was thinking that's how most restaurant owners I think would describe but I think you guys it sounds like you've done a good job of setting boundaries that yes we love the restaurant but we also have a family, and we're get, we're going to dedicate time and make sure that we're right. we're prioritizing our health. We're prioritizing our relationships with our kids, with family, stuff like that. So that's really really cool that you guys have been able to find
1: that balance. Oh yeah, it's it's a daily struggle. Um, I, I think for me, the struggle is not to answer my phone because I get calls all the time, whether it's from employees or customers or 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 potential customers, and I'm like, oh, I've got to answer that call, but. I, I try to all be all
2: the time. Yeah. I mean, even like really late at night, and I'm like, "How are people even still yeah. contacting you this yeah. late at night?" Like, yeah. <laughs> there are business hours, you know. Yeah, but when good. you're a business owner, it's just it's just different. Yeah, it really is. It's it's really different when you own a business. Yeah. So
1: yeah, it's it's been a good experience. So I, I enjoy. We I think we both enjoy what we do. We we both do different aspects she's kind of the the person behind the scenes with the, the cooking and she's really good at that and then for me i've been really focusing on the advertising that's my background is actually doing a lot of the advertising get our getting our name out there and making it so that people even know th- know that we exist it's a little bit challenging being in oakview mall because it's it's got a little bit of a um, slow traffic but it definitely has uh we, we've seen an increase in in numbers just with what we've been able to do in the last few months
0: and i think it's just, it- Yes. Getting the word out is the important thing because, right. you know, when you were talking earlier about people who haven't been to Oakview in decades, yes. I would include myself right. in that category. The only right. reason that I've been to Oakview probably in the last 20 years is to visit your restaurant and to visit El Alambre. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yes, you have to put forth a little bit more effort in the marketing because people aren't just going to drive by and right. see it. Right. But at the same time, like, I go to restaurants all the time that are on the other side of town or something that I'm not driving by, but no. I know about it, or exactly. I've been there, exactly. or I've had people tell me word of mouth, hey, you got to go try this. So you can still make it work. And I think that you guys are making that happen. Hey there, listeners. We'll get back to my guest in a minute, but I got to remind you one more time about certified Piedmontese. Did you know that just 1% of all cattle raised in the US is Piedmontese? Or that this red meat is so healthy that it's similar in micronutrients to Atlantic salmon and chicken breast? Rare, healthy, and most importantly, delicious. That's a trio that just can't be beat. I'm so confident that you'll get hooked on certified Piedmontese beef like I did that I want to help you try it. When you visit piedmontese.com and use my promo code HOPPEN, that's my last name, H-O-P-P-E-N, you'll receive 25% off your order. That's 25% off steaks, Burgers, brats, sausages, and even bacon. Yeah, I said it. Beef bacon. It'll change your life. Use my promo code to score a great deal and experience why Certified Piedmontese is such a big deal today. And now, back to my guest. I want to go back to... Before you open, as you're conceptualizing the menu, I think there are some obvious things that you are gonna have on there. The Chicago dog, obviously, the mm-hmm. Italian beef, you said the pizza puff, that had to happen. Like these mm-hmm. Chicago specialties Absolutely. are gonna be the core of the menu. But then you guys also serve an Arizona dog. Mm-hmm. You serve uh, chili dog, bratwurst, like pumpkin bread. Yes. So a couple of different. The, the menu is kind of eclectic. I, it is. You go up there and you look at the board, and it's kind of like, oh wow, I could yeah. go in uh, like a, a couple different directions, directions
1: yeah. here. Absolutely.
0: How did that menu come together beyond the obvious Chicago things that were always going to be there?
1: So I, I think that the first thing we had to do when creating the menu was to find out what are the absolute staples. So of course you got your your Chicago dog. You've got your pizza buff, you have the Italian beef, the Italian beef and sausage combo. Um, and then we had to Polish. debate the Polish, yeah. And the the Polish it was I think it was a debate between the Polish and the Bratwurst and we didn't Well the wanna...
2: Maxwell style Polish. Right. And in, in Chicago, there's a street, Maxwell Street, and they sold a Polish which had mustard and grilled onions on it. Mm-hmm. And that that's I mean, not a lot of people that come in from Chicago order the Polish, but it's good to have it because when they do end up ordering it, then it's like, yes, yes, that's Absolutely. how. Yeah. And, th- and
1: that's what we, like. that's one of the ones that if you haven't had it before, you really don't know much about it. But when you do have it, you get it all the time because it, it's, it's very, very good grilled onions, mustard, and there's a right way of doing it. You know, you've got the bun, you put the mustard on first actually. Um, and then you put the, the Polish followed by the grilled onions. Um, mm-hmm. And it's funny. It's that's how they do it in Chicago. And if you don't, you will hear about it if uh, if somebody from Chicago eats it. Chicagoans have very strong food opinions. That's, very, it's something yes, something I very, thought very I knew before.
0: <laughs> I know it even more coming oh, yes. or after this podcast. Yes,
1: yes, they yeah. do it very, very. They're strong very opinion.
2: passionate about their food.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, and and it's kind of like when you go to Chicago, the first thing anybody talks about whenever they say I went to Chicago, there's either the question of, did you try the food or I just had the greatest food ever? Like Chicago food is known everywhere you go. It's great quality food. Mm -hmm. So.
2: Great.
0: What was the first day of opening? Like when you, when you opened, uh, the Oakview location, not the food truck or anything, but like just what were the feelings? What were the emotions? What do you remember most? What sticks out about that day?
1: I would say hectic. It was, um, we we watched this movie, what was it called? Um, With uh, Michael Keaton, the founder, the founder. And it was cool because we were watching it and it talked about the McDonald's brothers and how they started their restaurant. And the way they did it was they actually went to an old tennis court. They chalk lined all of the areas on the ground to determine where all of their equipment was going to be. And they actually did like this ballet, if you will, in amongst all of the equipment to determine... Where the food was going, how long things took to to make, whether it was the fries, how hot the 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 fryer needed to be, who was handing what, so who it was it was a really cool little I guess choreographed um, presentation how they were going to create their restaurant before they actually built it out. So before we opened, we did the exact same thing, and I will say that on a tennis court. No, not without without (laughs) the tennis court. (laughs) The tennis court part. um, It was actually in the restaurant, but we did the we did the same basic layout. But the crazy part about it is, on opening day, it was nothing like that. Like, <laughs> literally, all of our systems just went. They just yeah. No, they,
2: it, <laughs> like everything just stopped working. Yeah. The, the fryer wasn't working yeah. properly, and yeah. it was. I could. I was like, wow.
1: Yep. All restaurant we, life. Yes, yeah. All yeah. that planning. Because we
2: we. I mean, even so, when we were building it, we took the walls down like way before we mm-hmm. even opened. So people were like, When are you opening? And we're like, Yeah, July twenty first. And they're like, So like a whole month from now. We're like, yeah. And then they go, Well, why? And we were talking about how we wanted to have systems in place so that it was a good experience every time you came. And then when we opened it was it was complete opposite. And all that all that work we put into making sure that there were systems in place they just fell yeah. and nothing worked properly yeah. and we're like okay yeah we were we were telling everybody how it was going to be great and yeah. then when the first day came around then it wasn't and <laughs> we had to figure out how to how to fix all of that and yeah. do better with it but i mean
1: back to the drawing board i th- i think yeah. i think it was it was a really great experience it was just more hectic than we thought we had lines that went from the restaurant all the way around the jewelry store.
0: Oh, wow. Um,
1: like past, mm-hmm. like across the food court, packed behind the jewelry store. And, um, uh, the security came and literally had to make an opening, um, between the lines so that people could go from Penney to get through, through the rest of the mall. And, uh, it was a really great experience. I, I took a lot of pictures. It was awesome to see how many people were interested in coming to something that we built. That was really fun. Um, we just hoped, our goal our biggest goal and our biggest fear for that weekend was we can't let people down they've been waiting so long they're so excited we had people who came out they drove from Lincoln um another person said they drove a couple of hours to come out to the restaurant and the line was just too long so they're like well we'll be in we'll be in town for the weekend so we'll we'll see you next we'll see you tomorrow and they came back tomorrow the next day and we had lines for the first what three days pretty much the entire weekend yeah
2: but I think the the greatest thing about that day for me was that we surprised my dad with it. Yeah. And my mom. Yeah. And they didn't know anything about they it. They didn't know
0: you were opening a restaurant. They did no, not. they, didn't. they no. had no idea. No, no and idea. so
2: we so we planned it all out. Yeah. So every year my dad comes out to Omaha during the summertime and I make sure he brings with him one of everything off of his menu because I can't get it out here in Omaha. I'm like I have to have I have to have a beef <laughs> at least once a year. And if I can't get it here, then you're going to bring it to me. So he would bring it every year. And then we cleaned an account that was right across the street from Restaurant Depot. And we just went in there one day just curious to see what they sold. And I saw that they sold everything that my dad sold, which was great because it kind of went into we can do this. Because we were trying to figure out what the vendors, where we were going to get our food, where we were going to get all of the product that we needed. And then when we saw that Restaurant Depot had it, then it was like, okay, now we can really, really do this. And so I asked my dad, I'm like, hey, they have everything at Restaurant Depot. Can I have your recipes so I can make it at home? Mm -hmm. He goes, yeah. And so we took those recipes and made Chicago Dog with it. And then we had like this whole party waiting for him.
1: Right off the elevator. Yeah,
2: we we yeah. surprised him with it and had the whole thing decorated. You saw the balloons and everything and yeah, that like 300 was 300
1: people came. Yeah, that was Crazy.
2: that was all for him wow. and my mom to surprise them with it and they were so excited. This after they were,
1: they've been begging us for years to open up our own and we keep telling them no. No, yeah. we're not going to do it. So we surprised them with it and they were just They were the so
2: happy. Yeah. yeah. And my dad stayed 2 weeks. Not on purpose, but because he kept missing his flight. But
1: <laughs> missing his flight, wink wink. No, well yeah,
2: but that wasn't planned. It really wasn't. But he he stayed and helped me perfect the Italian beef recipe because I had to break it down because his recipe makes twenty four gallons of au jus. I don't have enough storage for that. Like, we, our little tiny restaurant doesn't have enough storage to hold 24 gallons of au jus, mm-hmm. nor do we have as many customers as he has. I mean, he's been in Arizona for over 42 years with the restaurant, so I didn't have that much space. So, it. I mean, making sure that everything was perfect, The fact that he could stay there and make sure that everything was perfect was, was really happy for me because he really knows what it's supposed to taste like because he's been doing it so long. I've, I've been doing it not as long as him, but him making sure that it was perfect. And i I was so happy about it that he missed his planes. <laughs> not on not on purpose. But he did miss his he he, he plane. He
0: wasn't upset when he missed his planes. <laughs> right. No, he can, wasn't. We can say it that way. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't, Damn. but
2: he missed two of them. Yeah. two, but two
1: flights. Yeah.
2: I was very grateful for those missed flights <laughs> for sure. Yeah.
0: So we've made a couple references to your dad's restaurant, and this is Dazzo's doghouse uh, yep. in in Arizona. Um, And he's been in the business of it for 42 years, which is where the Chicago dog 42 in the name comes from. Also,
1: he was born in 42.
0: Also, he was born in 42. There's just so many reasons. It just, it works. Um, But Katie, I wanted to ask you, like, when you're, like, how important is it for you to not only bring this food to Omaha that you love and that you grew up with, but that you're honoring something that your dad And his family created, and it's like, it's intertwined in your family's history. Now that you get to share that with a whole new group of people who are experiencing it for the first time, just like, what does that mean to you?
2: It means so much to me. I mean, my dad is so great. Like, I, he is really the greatest human being ever. Um, I, and I'm sure a lot of people say that about their dads, but... My dad's not so My dad. <laughs>
0: no, I, I love my dad. I absolutely love him. My, my dad really is the best. But you can talk yeah, about your second best But dad. I mean,
2: yeah. And so my dad, so my dad growing up, he always talked about family and family being most important. And the fact that he built his legacy in Arizona so that we could all benefit from it. And I wasn't able to benefit from it in Arizona because I have my own family. We moved out here. Um, but just, just I, I mean, he always pushed for it, and I think he knew that we could do it, you know? And so the fact that we did it and that he knows that his legacy will still go on, even even if it's not in Arizona or even like they have the store in Arizona and in Omaha, you know, he, I, I've always strived to make my dad proud because he always wanted me to go to school. And I'm like, I'm not going to go to school. I, I hate school. I'm never going to school ever again. <laughs> and I, I, I really, I really wasn't very smart in school. I, I had a lot of hard times in school. Um, except for math. Math is really amazing. But, you know, I, back to your, my dad is great, and he means everything to me, and I just wanted to show him that his legacy still lives on, and that even though that I'm not in Arizona, we, all your hard work is still I'm still benefiting from all of your hard work because I, there wouldn't be a Chicago dog 42 out here if it wasn't Mm -hmm. for his restaurant in Arizona and me working there since I was five busing tables, making drinks and doing the dishes and then growing up to take the orders and then make the food and all of that. So Mm -hmm. I, I benefit from it and My kids will benefit from it. And then it still wraps around what he wanted it to be.
0: Well, even, I mean, obviously it's extremely important to your family, but even extending beyond that, I mean, like how many people are trying, you know, a fully dipped Italian beef sandwich for the first time, for the only time in their life because they're coming to your place. Mm -hmm. How many people are like me who have never even heard of a pizza puff, which is something that's so Mm -hmm. integral to not to even to your culture really and how you were brought up and how many people are like me getting to experience that just because you are furthering his legacy like right. i think that that's yeah. just super it's cool. a beautiful
2: thing it really is yeah
0: food is awesome it is it
2: really is <laughs> yeah
1: yes
0: all right we're winding down on time here but there's one question that i just have to ask you guys and i ask this of Almost every guest I have on this show, but I'm especially interested to ask you guys as new restaurant and that is what is one thing about the about working in the restaurant industry that most diners don't know that you wish they knew?
2: That food is really expensive. <laughs> food is really expensive, like just a box of hot dogs, Vienna beef hot dogs is almost a so hundred dollars.:
0: Oh my. Yes. Yeah. What, how many are in a box?
1: 80.
0: Oh, 80. wow, yeah. It's yeah, I mean, expensive, like, though.
2: It's a it's good quality hot dog. Right, right. But it's expensive. And so when people are kind of like, your prices are too expensive, and I'm thinking, well, the food is expensive, and how am I going to, how are we going to do, you know, how are we going to benefit from it if we're just breaking even, you know? Um Food is expensive and it's, and we run out of a lot too. And everyone blames it on COVID, but everything ordered. Yeah. way back. And so we run out of things really fast, but we can't really do anything about it because we can't, I mean, the suppliers aren't bringing it in fast enough for us to restock it or anything like that. So I guess just trying to see it from, the business owner side and what you have to do on the back end to actually run the business and put out good quality product for the customers to enjoy and even though it's a little pricey but it's it's good quality it's food it's worth it yeah. And you taste, yeah you can taste you can taste definitely taste it it's yeah.
1: it's uh it's worth it yeah, I would say it's too pricey. I'd say it's.
2: I don't think it's too pricey because I mean, if you go to McDonald's or Chick Fil A or anywhere else, you're spending the same amount, oh, if yeah. not a little bit less. But
1: I think people there's this there's this preconceived notion that a hot dog should be like two dollars, but it's like if you want a two dollar hot dog, then Quick Trip there's a Quick Trip on every corner. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? There's there's somebody and it's somebody not going to taste as good. It's not going to be no. Vienna beef. No, it's not. No, Definitely it's not. Not. Definitely not. Definitely not. But I think if I had to say the the best the thing I would want like I guess customers don't know about this is <clears throat> the the cleanliness required to run a restaurant, um, all the things that go on in the back the back end just to make sure that, that everything is food like safe like your food is safe, mm-hmm. making sure that um, hands are washed. More importantly, this is something that Katie and I do. We wash our hands on a regular basis, but being able to translate that over to that to our customers, our, our our employees, make sure that they can also be very um, health conscious, keeping things clean, keeping things the proper temperature. Um, there's a lot of things that go into making sure just the simple chili dog, how hot is the chili? You know, is it, is it too warm? Is it growing bacteria? All these different things that you have to think about when serving something as simple as a chili dog. So oh, yeah, there's a lot of work that goes I mean, into it. I mean,
2: food, food um, the health inspectors and stuff, like, the food handler rules are a lot different out here in Omaha than they are in Arizona. Like Arizona is strict. Very strict. And so coming from Arizona and having all of those, um, those rules set in place and all of the things you have to know about how to prepare food, what's safe, what's not safe, even just, just an ice scoop. You know, it's the simplest thing, making sure that that's properly
1: stored. Yeah, yeah I mean,
2: yeah. yep, and I mean,
1: but we're very, we're very conscious of these things because mm-hmm. the safety and the health of our of our customers, of our employees, of our families are extremely important to us. And I don't, I don't think a lot of people know about all the the work that goes into making making a restaurant safe. <laughs> it's a lot.
0: Well, that's good to know. Hopefully, yeah, diners can have a better understanding of. The health and safety. And then, yeah, sometimes food costs
1: more in a restaurant than it does in a grocery store. It does. Because it's prepared. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're, well, Right. You're, you're, so you're that, paying for, for all of that, just the storage of the food. You're paying for someone preparing your food. You're paying for the insurance for that place that's holding the food. It's it's all, and in, in the, the cost is in every hot dog. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So... I agree. Well, I could talk to you
0: guys forever. <laughs> this has been just such a fun conversation. You are Absolutely. such an engaging couple. You have such a great story. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today, but I just want to thank you both so much for coming on. And I want to encourage um, listeners, like, go, go check this place out. Don't be afraid because it's in a mall or because it's in a food truck or something. Like, this is good quality food, and it is worth seeking out. It's, and it's unique. Like there, there is nowhere else in Omaha that I feel like you can get an authentic Chicago dog, that you can get a pizza puff, that you can get some of these things. So this is a great opportunity to go try something new and get to, get to experience it. So Troy and Katie, thank you so much. This has been just a total blessing and just a really fun
1: time. I had a great time. Thank you for having us. Yeah, Yeah, of course.
0: (laughs) And Omaha, as always, thanks for eating with us.